It is an honor to have Professor Peter Williams with us again. Welcome back. Thank you very much. The, the honor is mine. It is always a pleasure to talk to a, a young and energetic theologian, apologetic speaker and writer, author and professor. Uh, and I am, uh, I am uh, sorry you cannot see him, but you can go on his website and, uh, and check his good looks also. <laughs> yeah, this is, a, this is one of the things that uh, I like being, uh, about being in the radio. You can, yeah. you can show up with a messy hair, <laughs> with a bad face, and, uh, and they That's don't right. show on, yeah. <laughs> on, the, yeah. on the screen. Uh, it's yeah. great having you back. And um, I, would, I would love to uh, tackle with you today uh, a very difficult, very delicate issue, uh, especially nowadays. It's a matter of, of what truth is. It's a problem. The, 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 yeah. the, the old, the age-old issue of truth. truth. What would you say truth? Was. Uh, truth is telling it like it is. Uh, truth is getting reality correct in our descriptions. So there is a way that things are uh, and we uh, make statements uh, about how we think things are and when those two uh, line up and they correspond to one another uh, then we are speaking the truth and when they don't line up uh, we're not speaking the truth. Um, so uh, one of the, my favourite uh, philosophical quotations, uh, this is of course in translation, but Aristotle uh, talking about what truth is, uh, said if one says of what is mm. that it is, or of what is not that it is not, one speaks the truth. Uh, but if one says of what is that it is not, or of what is not that it is, one does not speak the truth. So it really is uh, that simple, I think. I think everyone has an intuitive grasp of what it means to, to be truthful. Uh, and uh, we see this in our everyday uh, lives. You know, are, are people being truthful and honest with us? Are they having integrity? Uh, did they get the, the answer right in the TV quiz show? Uh, is, is the news headline accurate or inaccurate? Um, so you would say that because of some peripheral, um, let's say, issues that are overtly complicated, which cannot simply be explained, like the existence of, of suffering in the world, wars, corruption, which made us question even the simplest and the, the most obvious of the truth. We made a mistake of overcomplicating even the, the most... Uh, obvious uh, aspects of what truth is? Should we co go back to the simple approach? Right. Yeah, philosophically speaking, I, I'm very keen on us starting with the things that are really obvious and working from there. Uh, and we may come to things that are too complicated for us to, to work out the answers to. Um, the fact that we can't work out an answer to, to a question doesn't mean that there isn't an answer. Um, so we, we shouldn't confuse questions about how we know things or how we go about knowing things, whether or not we know answers to certain questions. We shouldn't confuse that with the issue of, of whether or not there is a truth uh, out there uh, that is potentially uh, knowable. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, of course, within a, a Christian uh, worldview, we believe uh, God 
uh, knows the answers <laughs> to these things. It, it, man is uh, one uh, uh, early Christian who was a scientist said uh, science is about thinking God's thoughts after him. Uh, so we're we're in the position of playing catch up, but within the uh, Christian worldview, uh, we think there is something to catch up to. <laughs> as it were, there is a truth. Uh, there, the truth is out there, as the X-Files used to say. <laughs> how, would you, how would you qualify, how would you expand and explain to, let's say, a 21 years old boy or girl, young man, young woman, the, the words of Jesus who said, I am the truth. That's such yeah. a deep affirmation. That's such a deep statement, which nobody... Hmm made about themselves and Jesus is so keen about us knowing that he is the truth what does that mean to to us from a philosophical right. uh, Christian yeah. standpoint yeah. Uh, one of the really key basic philosophical questions is over the nature of ultimate reality uh, is ultimate reality is as a naturalist material think materialists think just uh, the natural material physical world uh, it, it's a, a, a closed system of, of unintentional, non-intentional realities? Or is it, as uh, theists of various kinds think, uh, a personal reality, a reality that has intentions? Uh, and Christ is saying that he is the, the embodiment of that fundamental reality that the, the Jews believed in, the creator God, Yahweh, he is saying, uh, I am, the, the self-expression, using this phrase I am, comes from the Old Testament, of course. Uh, God talking to, to Moses, uh, talking to uh, Abraham, uh, saying, I am uh, the God of your forefathers, and so on. Jesus saying, I, I am the truth about God uh, revealed to you. I, uh, the, the whole phrase is, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the way to, to relationship with God, the truth about how to have a relationship with God revealed in person, in a person, in the incarnation, the, the enfleshment of one of the persons of, of the Trinity, of, of God uh, in history. Um, I am the, 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 the way to a life with God, expressing itself, uh, reaching out to humans. God come to us not just leaving us to kind of think our way to him, uh, but coming to reveal uh, and express himself to us as well in history. So you would qualify that, you would, you would place that actually to, more towards the personal uh, reality of the spirituality, not the collective one. That's more, more of a, for us today, more of a personal experience with, with God through Jesus. This, well, I'm, I'm saying it's a, it's, a his, it's a particular historical claim that Christianity makes that, that God has revealed himself in a person. Mm -hmm. uh, that there was a person who was both a, a, both a human being, fully human, but also fully divine. Uh, not half and half, like a, a Greek demigod okay. or whatever, but, but fully both uh, at one and the same time. Uh, revealing himself to us, revealing how he wants us to uh, relate to him. And that is both an individual thing, it involves an indivi individual act of allegiance or faith, the New Testament says, uh, in Christ. But that is automatically uh, to be part of a, the community of those who have faith in God, to be, to be part of that community. Uh, to be in Christ is to be in the church at one and the same time, I would 
would say. He, he says, you know, um, we, you, you join the family of God as you're adopted into God's family. You suddenly find yourself with a whole load of, of brothers and sisters, spiritually speaking, who are likewise the people of God, the people who are in Christ. Okay, so now, having clarified once and for all after centuries of debate, the truth <laughs> is, let me ask you, do you think from your own expertise, research, speaking, that the younger generation today, the probably the most informed generation that has ever lived on the face of the earth, is this generation still in search of truth? Um, we're speaking. Yeah, we're speaking, of course, in, in generalities here. But I would say yes. Uh, people are still seeking truth. People still know what truth is, uh, even though they are influenced uh, to some degree by certain philosophical movements that that uh, push away the idea of truth, particularly in the realm of of ethical values, ethics, and beauty. Um, but people uh, still uh, generally understand that there are at least some areas of life where we can know truth. We can know the facts, as it were, particularly, of course, in the areas of, of the sciences. Uh, the, the sort of relativism, postmodernism tends to hold sway more within the humanities departments of the universities, not, not within the engineering department or the architectural department or the, <laughs> the scientific uh, natural sciences departments. Uh, and as I say, people in their everyday lives, I think, are intimately connected with the idea of what is true and what is false. Are people being honest? Do they have integrity? Is your boyfriend cheating on you or not? You know, the answer is either yes or no. <laughs> OK, uh, and a lot hangs on that uh, that matters. So people know really, I think, in their heart of hearts what truth is and that truth matters. Uh, they may be... Uh, um, uh, all at sea with, with whether we can find out the true answers to the really big questions. And as you say, they may be the most informed generation, but they're also perhaps the most misinformed generation as well. They swim within a, a sea of uh, attempts to persuade them to believe and act and commit to all sorts of things, socially, politically, advertising, uh, news, fake news, how do you tell the difference and so on. Uh, there's a sort of information uh, overload uh, and it's difficult to uh, to sort through that information and know uh, who is trustworthy uh, and we don't I, I think in the West uh, particularly do a good job of equipping our young people to have the tools to to be able to think critically about these things themselves uh, certainly I know within the the UK situation uh, educational policy has pushed more and more towards sort of rote learning of data that you can regurgitate for the exams uh, and further and further away from learning how to learn. The emphasis is more on learn the facts, learn the history, learn the data, pass the exam, uh, get the test score, rather than uh, ha have you become a, a self-reflective, self-critical thinker. Uh, who is able to educate themselves and think for themselves. And if one, one were cynical, <laughs> one might point to the fact that within a, a culture that depends upon um, uh, advertising and a, a capitalist system of, of monetary exchange and so on, uh, to run the economy and a, a political system uh, where uh, feelings uh, have much more uh, power to get people to vote this way or that, 
than do uh, reasoned arguments. It's much uh, quicker and easier and perhaps more effective um, to make people feel a certain way, to get them to vote a certain way, to feel a certain way, to buy a certain product, rather than to spend the time saying, there are a number of products that fulfil this this function on the market and you should buy ours because of this fact and that fact. And you know uh, That would be quite boring advertising perhaps, but it would be truthful <laughs> uh, and aimed at truth. So you know, good advertising aim, aims at um, helping you to see what really is persuasive about something. But a lot of advertising just aims at persuading you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, using uh, the feelings, using you, what, yeah. what you feel towards that yeah. that uh, that specific. Yeah. I've, I've noticed the same change uh, over the last few decades. Uh, since like the 1990s, you would just see a commercial that would say this does that, 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 that. Now it says this is how it's going to make you feel. Right. Uh, this is the lifestyle to which you aspire and which somehow magically if you buy yeah, this product you'll you know, become yeah. that person yeah yeah, yeah. St stand out from the crowd and be a unique individual by buying this mass marketed mass produced product yeah and then uh, you buy it and you find out that everybody else has it and yeah. <laughs> there's always a new thing yeah so it, it struck me what you said earlier that uh the truth at its core is something that we all have arguments to discover, to know, to pursue, although it has its complexities, mm. it has its its uh, dynamics that sometimes eludes us sure. and is difficult to grasp. And we should not throw away, obviously, the whole idea of the truth just because some branches of it are mm. hard for us to trim and hard for us to really uh, evaluate. Like, what? Right. why does a two-year-old kid has to die, you know, what? Does that invalidate the fact that there is God is a moral and good being? Right. Okay. If you get if you gave up on the idea of truth, you wouldn't even be able to ask the question: Why do people die? Why do, why do two year olds die in car accidents? Say that's a very specific question. Yeah. Um, and maybe we can't get a specific answer to that specific question. Um, but to go from there to rejecting the idea of giving up on, on truth or pursuing truth, is, is, there's no value to it. Well, you couldn't even ask the question that led to your disillusionment in the first place. So why are you going to disillusionment on the basis? You just have to, I think, we have to have a, a measure of intellectual humility and start start with what we know we know that's something we don't like <laughs> yeah the humility especially on the indirect intellectual realm we start with what we know we know and we work out and go as far as we can from there yeah that's very interesting because i was going to ask you uh next to tell us how does one young intellectual one young literate um engineer doctor whatever mm. um, um PhD holder, postdoc, go about searching the truth in a practical approach. What would you tell? What would you say? What would you advise a uh, a young new wave mm. atheist, new wave thinker, somebody who's very honest? Because mm. there are people who are dishonest in their in their search for for the truth. Uh, <coughs> they say they would want to find the truth, but actually they they just settle for not discovering something that mm. is compelling. They, they, they like the fact that, or that's, that's the way they're perceived. Mm. But mm. there are mm. uh, people that are very honest about their, sure. their search. They're disillusioned with yeah. uh, the church sometimes, with yeah, the yeah. religious systems, establishments, mm. 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 and uh, they, 
they go searching for the truth somewhere else. Yeah. They don't know. The, 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 the tragedy is they don't know what they're looking for. Yeah. You know, and they, they believe, oh, when I'll find it, I'll know. Okay, mm. I don't know what I'm looking for, but I'll know when I find it. And they find, yeah. you know, love, quote unquote. They find pleasure. They find bliss in different forms. And all of those, sooner or later, become disappointing to them. Mm. Okay, so yeah. and that that itself can lead to disillusionment and give, giving up on the notion that there that you can find a, a satisfaction to our spiritual hungers yeah. as, as well. So, how would you, what would your advice be to, to such a person? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, um, one thing is to uh, again take a, a a step back in, in into the, the the idea of how are we pursuing the truth, and just educate yourself mm -hmm. uh, a little a little bit on some of the the, the the standard issues around how we know things, how people argue well or badly for things, the difference between, as I say, just an advertising trick uh, and a, and a, and a well-structured argument, how, how they should run and how they can fall apart. Um, and that's information that you can find from secular sources. I was going to ask you, where do right? you go and, and research for that? Yeah. So, uh, and um, just some of those tricks of argumentation. And if you bear them in mind, whilst you're reading the works of new atheists, popular atheists and so on, uh, as well as I'm, I'm sure some <laughs> popular Christian writers and so on, you will you will notice people falling into these bad ways of, of, of arguing. And you'll be, start getting a, a critical sense of, is this is this a reasonable line of thought or, or not? Um, and as I say, you can get that information from, from secular sources and, and start being uh, critical, it, it, not disillusioned, but self-critical about your own thinking and about everyone's thinking and, and start spotting the difference between more and less reasonable ways of arguing uh, about things. Uh, and if you, you then do that and you, you start at uh, you know, not everyone likes reading, but there's a wide range of levels of, of material on these issues around there. But also, although there's information overload from, from the internet, the internet is a great source of uh, information about things. Watch debate videos. I was going to say that. That's one of, one of my yeah. favorite uh, approaches yeah. is to watch debates yeah. Yeah. between people that are strong on their right. position. And when you get, you're getting both, you know, both sides are getting equal airplay, as it were. Uh, but you need to have educated yourself a little bit in how how arguments should work and how they can go wrong it, and, and, and hold both sides of that debate to those common standards and try and notice, you know, did the atheist answer uh, the, the Christian debater's questions? Uh, and if he did answer, did he use a good form of argument? And did the Christian answer, try and answer what the issues that the atheist raised? And if he did so, did he use a good form of argument or, or not? Um, and so on. Uh, did they give their give, give their sources? Are, are they appear, appearing to to fringe uh, kind of uh, academic uh, sources like many of the new atheists do, uh, or are they appe appealing to to mainstream, uh, well credentialed sources? And, and those kind of standard critical thinking questions, uh, rather than being being swayed just by the sort of pure advertising or rhetoric uh, in the modern sense of of the term of the thing. Uh, and, and I know people who, having pursued that course and uh, watching a number of debates, 
between people on, on different sides of, a, of an issue, uh, that starts shaping their thinking and getting a, getting a sense of who's got the best of this argument here. Yeah. Once you've come to a point where you understand the positions of the of both sides, and you start internalizing yeah. this struggle because when you start moving, you you mentioned. Uh, uh, something about the human being mm. having mm. their relationship with God at head level, heart uh, level, yeah. and hands level, which which is great because it's the entire complexity of the human being. Yeah. Uh, once you start internalizing it from, let's say, from the head to the heart, uh, although sometimes it's it's difficult for me to understand how those two differ from each other. But meaning you have to adopt it as your own value system. Mm. I think that's mm. that's when most people yeah. come to a crisis in their, yeah. in their life. Because at that, at that stage, you've, you've moved on from asking the question, what view of reality is true, to saying, what view of reality are you actually going to commit yourself to? Are you actually going to try to uh, to live by and uh, follow and implement in your life and so on. And of course that can mean making big changes in your life, in your relationships, uh, in your uh, social uh, kind of position and, and um, relationships and standing and so on. Uh, and, and so it's not surprising that that's very, that can be very difficult. Uh, it can be very difficult for someone who's coming from a Muslim background who's converting to Christianity. It can be very diff difficult for a, 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 a Christian who loses, loses their faith uh, and wants to, you know, no longer uh, go to church or whatever. That, that you know, that means um, losing things about friend friendship groups, putting strain on fam familial relationships uh, and so on. And I think the only thing that can get you uh, through those situations is a basic heart commitment to the importance of truth. Do you, how much of a premium do you put on truth over and above um, personal comfort? Um, and particularly once you've got into a situation where you think a certain view of the world uh, is, is true, I think personal integrity should make you want to 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 live consistently with that. There becomes a, a, a tension between uh, the head and the heart and the hands, what you actually do practically in life, how you're practically living. Are you living as if there's a God or as if there isn't? You, you do one or the other, whatever you believe about the matter, whether you're agnostic about the matter. Um, uh, and as I said, spirituality is also interested in trying to integrate the, the person, pull these elements of our psyches and our, our being in the world together in consistency. So we're, we're seeking personal consistency, and, and I would say, I think that we put a premium on trying to live consistently with what we think is true, uh, rather than trying to make what we think conform to, you know, how we are already uh, living in terms of our relationships or, or so on. Um, that the truth really matters, and, and we know it. <laughs> And it's important from a viewpoint of our personal in integrity, and if and, and if we try and and and, um, and not follow that through, we will be uh, putting a, a, a tension within ourselves. We'll be frustrated. We'll be really frustrated and lead lead to uh, a great spiritual sadness uh, within ourselves. Uh, Would you say that that sometimes when we try to integrate a truth that is going to 
that we know, we, we, we feel that is going to change our our yeah. lives, our relationships, is that scary at first. And sometimes we try to kind of bring that into the mixture of what we do and blend it there, have it there, but not change everything. Is that a better approach or is it going to frustrate us more in the future than just uh, uh, trying to abide by that truth and apply it uh, oh, yeah. as hard as it may be. Yeah, it's it, as I say, it's not. You can't just say it's not as easy as saying, "Oh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna change how I live so I'm living consistently with this worldview, which I now think is true." You can't just flip the the switch. All any of us can can try and do is say, I, "I'm going to try to live consistently with that," and and the trying, as you say, in itself can be frustrating. Um, from a Christian viewpoint, it's, it's frustrating to think that God has certain moral standards for how he thinks it's best to live and to notice that we fall short of that. <laughs> uh, and we have to keep picking ourselves up and, and kind of trying again, trying to shape our, uh, shape our character so it reflects Christ more. But that's, in a sense, that is the life of Christian discipleship. And the fact that we know that we do that within a forgiven relationship with God, where, where we don't earn the relationship through meeting the standards rather we're given the relationship so that we are empowered to try more and more to meet those standards you know don't put the cart before the horse so of course there, there's frustration within any spirituality as, as you try to live that out consistently through your whole personality and that takes time and effort and community and all, all sorts of things to to do that um, but it is um, I would say uh, it is uh, more of a less frustrating, more of a spiritual adventure, if you want to look at it like that, to be knowing that you're trying to live consistently with what you think is true, than the 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 reverse of that, which which is I'm, I know that I'm not trying to live consistently with what I think is true. That's the really deeply uh, frustrating, in, internally uh, incoherent way to live. Uh, and so, given that that's your choice, it's better to to live with the frustrations of trying to be consistent, than to the, than to try and justify to yourself embracing the, the deep self contradiction of not even trying uh, to do that. It's better to have tried yeah. and failed. Fail that. Like right, and then you say. can try again. And, and 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 again, it's easy for us as human beings to focus on what's difficult, on frustrating about things, rather than to focus on on what's good. Of course, and again from the viewpoint of a Christian entering into a relationship with the creator of the universe through Christ who offers you this this, this loving forgiven relationship where you, you're not having to you know earn up holy points to make it into heaven as it were but you're, you're given the ticket and that inspires you to try and live up to the honor think of it that way around uh, again um, what a what a wonderful uh, gift what a wonderful support structure uh, you have for, for your attempts to, to live this new way of life, to be in a relationship with God and his church, his family, um, of, of, of people who likewise know that they're all forgiven sinners and we're, we're all just muddling along through this together as best as best we can. And uh, we have that, again, honesty and openness about our, our fallenness and our, our own sin, our need for help from one another, from God. Um, that that is uh, that is uh, an adventure. And adventures, you know, involve overcoming difficulties. Uh, 
but you, you, it's, it's worthwhile doing it. Any adventurer sets out to overcome those difficulties because of uh, the glory of the goal that's set before them, because it's worthwhile, because it's worth it to get that girl's hand in man marriage. It's <laughs> worth it to, you know, rescue the maiden, to defeat the dragon, to, 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 to whatever, you know, in the adventure story. Um, and much better to, as you say, you know, uh, set out with, with the hobbits on the quest to uh, redeem the, 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 the dwarf kingdom from, from, the, from the dragon than to stay at home because you're, you're scared of doing it and know that you've, you've, you've always, will have to live in the light of having, you know, well, I could have done, I could have tried, but, you know, I just stayed here because it was more comfortable uh, to sit here my uh, in my little house, you know, in, in Hobbitville, uh, though, you know, I, I know that I'm not living up to what I think is true, what I think is really valuable in life. Thank you for such a uh, vivid description <laughs> of the Christian adventure of Truth Quest. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, uh, I, I think the, the best thing we can do, I mean, probably not the best, but one of the good things we can do is to try and inspire mm, the, mm. the young people in, in, the, in the truth, in the quest for the truth. Yeah. Because although it may be dangerous for some limbs of our life, some parts of our life, mm, mm. although it may be threatening and may get our blood and yeah. our, our blood pressure up and uh, yeah. our heart beating fast, um, it's just something that in the end makes mm. life worth living on right. earth yeah and then it makes us uh, uh it makes us know that we are on the on the right track of Absolutely. having yeah. a fulfilled yeah. life and with the faith yeah. with the strong belief in christ jesus that this is going to be mm. at a completely new level <coughs> after we leave yeah, live this yeah, earth yeah. and then live with him uh, forever yeah thank you thank you again professor williams <laughs> for a, a wonderful time of, of discussion and uh, uh i'm eager to have you back thank you